In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Sadducees and Pharisees were two rival factions within the Jewish religious system. Perhaps a secular equivalent in our day might be the Republicans and the Democrats, always contending with one another, each party looking to gain an advantage, whether materially or in the eyes of public perception. In the verses preceding our gospel text, the Sadducees had come to Jesus with an impossible question, hoping to advance their party. But instead, Jesus easily answered their question and embarrassed them, saying, You are wrong, knowing neither the scriptures nor the power of God. This was a devastating blow to their pride, and naturally their rivals, the Pharisees, were delighted. They saw this as their chance to gain the upper hand. If we ask Jesus a question he can't answer, we will be exalted in the eyes of all the people. So the Pharisees appointed a spokesman, an expert on the Jewish law, and they confronted Jesus with their question, which is the great commandment in the law? Now, were they asking this because they cared about the law of God? No. Were they interested in showing love for their neighbors? Not at all. In fact, they were plotting to trap and humiliate their neighbor. Was this question motivated by a sincere desire to please God and follow his will? No. They cared only about their positions and status in the eyes of the people. The same can be said for our politicians. When they argue, for example, about border policy, it's not because any of them truly cares about the immigrants. They care about themselves, their reputations, their own interests, their own pride. The politicians want to win at any cost. The Pharisees and Sadducees want to win at any cost. But let's not stop there. You, too, want to win at any cost. To be clear, when I say you, I'm more properly talking about the sinful nature that lives within you. But sometimes it's hard to tell where the sinful nature ends and you begin. Yes, that old Adam was put to death in the waters of holy baptism, but as Luther says, he's a good swimmer, and you'll never be fully rid of him in this life. That proud unbeliever rears his ugly head every day, trying to have the last word. Husbands and wives know this desire to win at any cost. So many marriages are destroyed because of this. But it isn't just a problem for married people. In every argument, it always feels good for each one of us to have that last word. It feels so important to stick it to the other guy and then to twist the knife, even when you know that nothing good will come of it. The Sadducees argued with Jesus about the resurrection. They didn't believe in it. They said that this life with its sorrows and troubles and pain, was all there is. Jesus said, I am the resurrection. Whoever believes in me will have life eternal. What did the Sadducees have to gain by proving Jesus wrong? Nothing. The loss of heaven. 
But did that stop them from arguing? The Pharisees were trying to prove that Jesus was just an ordinary man. He told them, unless you believe that I am, in other words, that I am God, you will die in your sins. But they wanted to prove him wrong. What did they have to gain? The loss of forgiveness and the certain sentence of condemnation. Did that stop them from trying? No. They wanted to win at any cost. And what about you? Are you trying to win an argument with Jesus? Many Christians are. Jesus says, my words are spirit and life. But the words of Jesus make sinners uncomfortable. Your old Adam hates to hear the law of God. It's a real downer. It doesn't make you feel good. And because of this, many faithful pastors are run out of their churches. And the people might say, well, it's not what you said, pastor. It's how you said it. But this is nothing new. Time and time again in the Old Testament, the people of God complained to the prophets saying, don't tell us what God says. Don't tell us the truth. Don't tell us to repent. We don't want to hear it. Instead, speak to us smooth and comfortable things. Tell us that there will be peace. Tell us that all will be well. Today, there are many Christians who say, well, of course we love Jesus. We just don't want to hear his words, especially not the ones that make us feel uncomfortable. Don't preach the whole counsel of God. Don't give us pure doctrine. Give us encouraging talks to build our self-esteem. We don't want rich and solid hymnody that feeds us the rich food of the gospel. No, we want sappy, sentimental songs that make us feel good. God says to his children, I am your heavenly father. I will care and provide for you. I will give you every good thing that you need. But often his children say, no, we don't trust your judgment. We will decide what is good and what is evil. Tell me, do you want to win this argument with Jesus? The Sadducees were so eager to win, they were willing to give up the resurrection. The Pharisees were willing to give up eternal life that only Jesus could offer them. Could offer them. What would your sinful nature give up? In order to win. The world, the flesh, and the devil are united in their opposition against the will of God. They want to win the argument with Jesus at any cost. And some people will succeed. God will say to some on the last day, Thy will be done. Nothing could be more frightening than to hear these words. The desire to win is strong in our sinful hearts, but at what cost? This is why Jesus teaches us to pray to our Heavenly Father, saying, Thy will be done. And what is the will of God? 
His desire for you is far better than what you could arrange for yourself. Why would you need to win an argument with Jesus when his desire is to give you abundantly more than you could ever ask or think? I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. The will of God is to give you eternal life and every blessing now and in the world to come. And yes, your sinful nature would love to argue against Jesus, to say, no thanks, I'll make my own way. I will provide for my own needs. Winning is more important to me than eternal life. But thanks be to God, that old sinful man that lives within you was drowned and put to death in the waters of baptism. Thanks be to God, Jesus and his words could not be overcome, not by all the crafty wiles of the devil, not even by death itself. No, Jesus could not be trapped by the Pharisees. Instead, he set a trap for them. And he set a trap for you. Why? In order to give you salvation. Jesus wins the argument with the Pharisees. He wins the argument with you, but he does so in the last way that the sinful nature could ever imagine. Jesus wins by losing. He conquers by dying. And even as he hung upon his cross, he looked out upon us, his enemies, arrayed as we were against him, saying, Father, forgive them. That is the will of God for you and for every sinner. And though your sinful nature would have resisted it, by his abundant grace, the Holy Spirit broke through your stubborn unbelief and won the argument. And how does our Lord Jesus win? By giving us eternal life and every blessing. In his name, amen.